podcasters welcome back or welcome to i don't care the podcast i'm your girl alexia de stefano and if this is your first time here then hi nice to meet you welcome to the podcast crew the gang whatever you want to call yourself go ahead um and if you're not new then hey it's been a while since it's just been the two of us just the two of us don't no no i don't know how it goes all i know is just the two of us do you know what song i'm singing it might be called just the two of us i don't know um we are here we are here I actually woke up this morning with such um, a sore throat and I was like, fuck, like, I don't know if I'll be able to podcast today because podcasting with the sore throat is dangerous. I'm a voice actor. I know a thing or two about the throat and how to keep it safe and healthy. And I know that podcasting for an hour with a sore throat is not safe, but it's feeling much better right now. I have my water... Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, it's a little round cup with a little holder. I love it. I'm drinking lemon water. Do you hear it? Do you guys hear that? Mm. Ah, delicious. So refreshing on this rainy summer day. Every summer in Vancouver, it's like super, super hot. But then you either have like a week or two or a couple random days of the year where or of the summer where it is freezing cold, raining. And that's today. And that was yesterday. And also the other reason why I was like, I have to podcast today is because it's Tuesday and this comes out tomorrow. So I procrastinated for a week, a week and a half, really. And um here I am now. Here I am once again, feeling lost. But now and then, I breathe it in to let it go. Whoa, whoa. Victorious, make it shine. Oh my God, I'm on fire today. We are four minutes in, and I'm like, song association. But today we have a lot of really important things to talk about. One thing being my San Francisco trip. And the other thing, the most important thing, is the WGA strike and the SAG after strike. Um, I'm an actress. I'm a part of UBCP ACTRA, which is Canada. That's our union. Um, UBCP is Vancouver, British Columbia. And then ACTRA is Canada. And SAG-AFTRA is the American Union, and Hollywood is on strike right now. But we're not going to get into that quite yet. I do want to talk about San Fran first, and obviously my I don't care, before we get into the juiciness of the strike. And I really want to break it down as best as I can with the information that I have, but also I want to talk about potentially what this could mean for Canadian actors and kind of you might not realize but we are kind of restricted a little okay I'm not gonna get into it because if I start getting into it now then I'm just 
then I'm into it. But I do want to properly talk about it in a moment's time. So for right now, we're going to talk about my I don't care of the week. And I have, I was going to say the weather, which is usually a go-to here. And then I was also going to say migraines because I've been having them more often the last month. But then right before I started recording this podcast episode, I was setting up all my equipment, having everything, you know, ready to go. And I'm noticing Luna's, my dog, is chewing on something. And I'm like, what the heck is she chewing on? That's not one of her toys. That sounds like plastic. And so I look at her and she's under the couch. So like I go on my knees to look under the couch and she's eating a $15 SD card. The SD card I record my podcast episodes on. I wanted to cry. I wanted to scream. But I did not. However, I'm very pissed off. I paid $30 for two 128 gigabyte, megabyte, whatever the fuck, something, SD card for the podcasts, for the podcast episodes, and then uh, the second one for my audition. So right now we're using my, my audition SD card, which only means that I need to go out of my way again to buy another SD card. Now, thankfully, no footage or video or anything is lost. I uploaded everything already to my computer and it's just like Rayanne's episode and then Hewat's episode last week, but those are already edited and out, so I'm not at a loss. However, I am $15 short. And to spend money, even $15, on something like so you need it, but like you don't want to spend money on that shit. Like the fact that I even spent $30 in the first place, I was like, ah, fuck. Well, you know what? At least these ones will last forever. It's SanDisk. It's a good brand. And it was on sale. And now I need to get another one because of my fucking dog. Now, you might be wondering, Alexia, how did she get a hold of your SD card? Now, let me tell you. Let me tell you. When I come downstairs to do the podcast, I'm bringing my dog. I'm bringing her toys. I'm bringing her bed. I'm bringing my water. I'm bringing my laptop. I'm bringing my phone. I'm bringing myself and whatever else I might need, including the SD card. So I'm carrying a lot of things. And usually what I do is I put everything in her doggy bed. And so I'm carrying the dog bed um, and then I'm just walking down and I have my my water in the other hand. And so I was putting her dog bed down on the floor and I was taking my stuff out. And as I was doing that, she must have swooped in, got the SD card without me noticing and then started chewing. And at first I thought it was her toy until I was like, that just doesn't sound like her toy. It sounds like plastic. And yeah, it was. So... I don't care about my perfect, beautiful dog stealing my beautiful SD cards or anything of mine, honestly, um, just to just to eat it. You know what I also don't care about? 
text messages from my mother because it's always take laundry out of the dryer and dryer and put wet clothes in the dryer wash the dishes clean clean the house do the floors do all of this and it's like you get mad at me when I don't say hi mom please mom I deserve that same respect mom um I'm excited to talk to you guys about the life updates so I was in San Francisco three weeks ago now I think um and because we've had uh episode we've had guests come on the last two weeks I haven't been able to sit down and talk to you guys really about anything and I think it was what episode was it the one that I looked really good I think it was the episode called oh what was it called it's kind of irrelevant but I'm gonna it's bothering me now so I need to know what episode in order to finish my sentence here uh yes I give realness that episode I edited it on the plane and then I uploaded it while I was in San Francisco and then it came out the Wednesday that we flew home so that week I wasn't able to talk about the trip because that episode was not about the trip and then we had Rayanne Boone on and if you haven't listened to that episode go do it because it took days to edit because my mic fell and I didn't know so I had to edit her audio around my audio my audio around her audio it was a mess it was a mess so please Go listen to it because I took a lot of time, but more importantly, because Rayanne is amazing. She, her character in School Spirits is, I want to say it's like a fan favorite. It's most people's favorite um, character, I would like to assume, because she's so quirky and fun and unexpected. And an unexpected character is usually the best because you never know what's going to happen with them and you never know how they're going to drive the storyline. And her character really did drive the storyline forward. Um, in a way that if if Dawn wasn't there, I don't know how we would know as much as we know. So go check it out, the interview, but also go watch School Spirits on Paramount+. Plus. Um, advertising is a whole other thing. That we'll get into later on. But I can advertise. So. If you are like, oh no, Alexia, you can't advertise anything right now. Yes, I can. Um, I'm not a part of SAG-AFTRA. And I also reside in Canada. So because of those factors, I can advertise. Speaking of advertising... On Saturday, this Saturday coming up, so Saturday the 29th, on the Lifetime channel, record, get your, get your channel, get your remote, go to Lifetime channel, or whatever, Hulu, I think it might be on, I don't know, Crave maybe, I don't know, and record Midnight Whispers. What, what, what? Why record Midnight Whispers on the Lifetime channel on Saturday the 29th, Alexia? Well, because I'm in it. As long as they didn't edit me out, I am in it. 
Now, there's always a chance that they did edit me out, um, either for time or to drive the storyline forward. Like, you never know. There is a chance that I'm not in it, but I did film. I was on set, and I should hopefully be in it. So, record it and watch and hopefully we see me in 40 seconds to two minutes of the film um regardless i'll be in the background of some scenes so if my speaking scenes do get cut out still look for me i'll be in the background um of a couple of the scenes which is exciting uh if they do cut me out then i will be I will be background in the beginning portion of the movie. So if you see me in two scenes at the beginning, um, I am in the end. But again, I don't know if they're going to keep that in or not. I'm speaking at the end. Um, And I'm speaking somewhere in the beginning. Anyways, just tune in and fingers crossed that I'm still in it. Um, Again, it's called Midnight Whispers on the Lifetime channel. Check it out. Uh, It's a VC Andrews. She's an author. It's VC Andrews series. Uh, every every Saturday this month, they came out with a movie. So it starts with Dawn, and then it went The Secrets of the Morning, and then Twilight's Child, and then Midnight Whispers. I highly recommend you watch all four of them for Midnight Whispers to make sense. But if you want to watch it solely because you want to see me potentially in it, then you just have to watch the last movie. Just so you know, there is incest. So if you are someone with a stick up your ass and you like everything PG and you can't live a little, um, not saying to participate, but you can fucking watch it. Because um, aren't those people are so annoying. It's like, I can't watch this. It's disgusting. Girl, you're, or boy, or non by whoever the fuck you are, you're watching something. Like, relax. If you can't watch something because there's a little bit of blood in it and because it's gory, then you're annoying. Now, unless you don't like horror as a whole. Or if you don't like um, cannibalism. I mean, who the fuck likes cannibalism? You know what I mean? If you're out here like, I can't watch Yellow Jackets because uh, it's just absolutely disgusting how they're portraying cannibalism. Fuck off. Fuck off. Don't watch it, but don't talk about it. Like, that's so... I can't express to you how people like that are so annoying. Oh, I, I don't want to watch this because it's got murder. Honey, there's murder everywhere. Don't be involved in it in real life, but you can watch something at night. Or you can watch something. So, yes, there's incest in it. And if you are someone who's like, incest is absolutely disgusting. I will not take part in watching something that involves that. Then I don't want to hear it. And nobody wants to hear it. It's not about incest. But it's heavily in there. Heavily. Okay? And that's not a diss at people. It's just those certain people who just like... Do you know what I mean? It's just they're they're the people who take everything so seriously. And those are the... They're Karens. They're Karens, right? Because it's not just like them watching something and that's all they complain about. Because then they'll complain in real life. It's a Karen. Don't be a fucking Karen. God, Karens suck. And if you are one, I... 
Ugh. Well, if you're a Karen, you're probably not listening to my podcast because you wouldn't like my content. You'd be like, oh my God, this little girl is absolutely disgusting. The way she talks like she's an adult, but she is so clearly 13 is insane. Where's this girl's mother? Where's this girl's parents? I need to speak to them because she's cussing. She cusses. And and she talks about about the gay people. Ugh. Ugh, how disrespectful of her to talk about the gay people. And the drag queens, she's in support of the drag queen. Who is this young child? I could hear it. I can hear it already. In fact, I have heard it before. And I laugh in your face because I'm not the scum of the earth. Anyways, that got sidetracked. All I was doing was promoting my movie. Midnight Whispers Lifetime Channel comes out Saturday the 29th. But um, if you miss it, don't worry. Again, I think it's going to be on one of the streaming platforms. I don't know which one. As well as it will be rerun. If you don't have cable... Again, it'll be on some one of the the streaming platforms. I don't know which one, but just keep an eye out. Midnight Whispers, everyone. Midnight Whispers. Aw, is that my first burp for you guys? I would edit that out, but I'm not going to edit this episode um, pretty much at all. So enjoy that burp. I can feel another one coming on. I don't know if I'll keep it in or not. We'll see. Um, San Francisco. So I went July 1st to 5th. On I'll, I'll, I'll do it since it's a short trip. I'll do it day by day. So on July 1st, I woke up at 5.35 a.m. Our flight was, was it a 10 o'clock flight? I think it was a 10 o'clock flight. Yeah, it was 10 o'clock. We woke up at 5.45 a.m. because we live about an hour, an hour and a half-ish between there, depending on traffic, away from the airport. So we left for the airport at like 6.15. We drive, we get there, say like 7.15. Okay, we do check-in. Um... And they always say, like, to get there, you know, three-ish hours before your flight. So we did. Um, And we go. We do security. We check our bags. We do that. We find our gate. We get our food. We get on the plane. It's a two-hour flight from Vancouver to San Francisco. We fly. I edit the podcast. Um, none of us were sitting together, just didn't get seats together, but it was kind of, it was fine. Um, I got the window seat, which was nice. And then we land, we exit the plane, we exit the, it's so easy. Vancouver, when you, when you land in Vancouver and you're leaving, you still have to do like, um, like a security check before you can actually leave and pretty much every other airport you don't once you land you just grab your bags and you go 
But Vancouver, you have to do an additional security check before you leave. Um, and they ask, like, what's in your bags? They ask. It's all computerized and they take pictures of you. It's a weird thing. But um, so we land, we grab our bags and then we go. We we get a taxi. It's a 40-ish minute drive from the airport to Fisherman's Wharf, which is where we were. Um, We check into the hotel. It's a really nice hotel. And then we go on a walk. And we walk around to the pier. There's a bunch of piers. We kind of walk around a few of them. And then we make our way to... Oh, what's it called? Um, Coit Tower. Coit Tower. Jesus. Okay, so we're walking along the piers. We see Coit Tower. And then we find our way up there. It's on like the hill point. So we walk all the way up to Coit Tower. We look around. We take some pictures. Then we walk all the way down and we we walk like through houses, not houses, but it's all like it's all like apartments. I don't even know. How do you describe the houses there? They're all attached to one another. Anyways, um, we walk along streets and eventually we get back to our hotel. This was hours and hours and hours. And then we get changed. I took a quick shower because I felt disgusting from all the sweating and walking. Um, and then we got ready for dinner. We walked to this Italian pizzeria and we ate dinner there. I had margarita pizza and I can't remember what my mom got. And then the girls we went with shared a pasta, a plate of um, eggplant pasta, and they loved it, said it was really good. And that was probably the best meal we had, um, although I did have Shake Shack the next day, and I would argue that that's actually the best meal I had. But in terms of restaurant, um, that was probably, yeah, the, the best meal that we all had. We would all agree. Um, and then... We walked back to the hotel, got changed again because it was getting chilly. It was pretty cold the whole time we were there, actually. Um, So at night, it was even more cold. So we went back to the hotel to grab our jackets. And then we walked along. uh, Fuck, I can't remember any of the names. We walked around the windy street in San Francisco. You know, the one that's curvature. uh, Fisherman's. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, it is on Lombard Street, Lombard Street and Taylor, so um, we walked along that, it was windy, we walked up, and everything is like hills, it's all hills, so we walk up Lombard Street, which is windy, windy, all the cars are going down, and then we walked around um we then got to you guessed it i can't remember what it's called we walked um okay so lombard street is there then we walked um where the fuck did we go 
guys i know i'm i'm doing a really good job of telling the story i don't need to tell you guys exactly where but hey if you guys are going then i'm just i'm just being nice i think we walked around like the maritime national historical park oh here it is jaredelli we walked we went around to the jaredelli area um and then slowly you know we we saw in and out and we saw a crate place and some stores big candy stores called sugar i think or something there um and then we made our way back to the hotel got ready and went to sleep because it was a long day and a lot of walking then the next day um these people that we went with are waking up at 5, 6.30. Honey, no. I'm not going to wake up that early. What the fuck? We're on a trip. Mm-mm. I was woken up, though, still earlier than I wanted to be. I was woken up at 8 o'clock. I need to go faster because I want to talk about the strike and stuff. I was woken up, woken up at 8 o'clock. Then we walked to the cable cart where we then went to Union Square and we shopped all day. I bought um, quite a bit of clothes um, from Ross for a really good discounted price. And then we went to the mall and we shopped around a little bit. We didn't really buy anything in the mall, um, but we did look around. And then I got Shake Shack and fuck was that delicious. And unfortunately, we don't have that here. But you know, the best thing about Shake Shack is that they had dairy-free milkshakes. Wendy's, McDonald's, Dairy Queen, get your shit together and make us fucking oat milk, almond milk, coconut milk. I don't fucking care. Dairy-free milkshakes. It is unacceptable that you guys have not figured that out yet. Okay? I will say America is 10 steps ahead of Canada in terms of dietary restrictions for all their people. Very disappointed in Canada. We're kind, we're polite to people, but we don't have dairy-free milkshakes? Ha! Kind to who? Kind to who? Clearly I'm sassy today. Who knew? Ah, no. We all knew. It's just to be expected with me um as i was eating my shake shack all of a sudden the fire alarms start to go off and it's like please evacuate the building please evacuate the building do not use the elevators so we leave um and then we go to target target i bought a lot of skincare and then i bought really cute shorts and then we were done shopping for the day. Um, and then we cable carted home. And then we got ready for dinner. And then we went to this sushi place. That was disgusting. And then it gave me diarrhea. And I don't care if you think that's a little too much. This, uh, this episode's called, I mean, this podcast is called I Don't Care. Okay? We don't care about getting raw and real. Um... But it didn't give me diarrhea right away. My stomach didn't react at first. And then we went to go watch a comedy show. So good. Should have been longer. It was short. 
but it was so funny, so good. I really enjoyed myself, except for the fact that my stomach was gurgling and I had to booty clench my booty. And then we were Ubering back to our hotel room and they were like, let's go on a walk or something. And I was like, oh, no, I got to I got to go to the hotel room. And thank God. They were like, okay, you go to the hotel room. We'll hang out in the lobby because the lobby was so nice. It had games. It had um, really nice seats for everyone. It was really it was really nice. The hotel. And I was like, thank you. And don't think I didn't pack poop spray. Of course, I pack everything. I packed poop spray. So I didn't stink up the hotel room. However, I did relieve myself and I felt fantastic afterwards. And then I went down to the lobby where they were. And then we came up afterwards and we went to bed. The next day, we... What was the next day? Was the next day that busy day? Or day three? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, this day was busy. We wake up. They wake up at the ass crack of dawn again. I woke up again at eight fucking early for me and then we go to the tour buses and we start our day so we had the hop on hop off bus so you can stop wherever you want and then hop back on whenever you want so our first stop of the day was pier pier one i don't know it was the train station We went to the train station and we looked around and they had lots of shops, but they were super expensive shops and lots of baked goods and whatnot. Um, We stayed there, took some pictures, uh, got a little bit of food. I didn't because I didn't want any. It's overpriced and it was like for baked goods. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then we hopped back on the tour bus and our next stop was the, um, I can't remember the exact name for them, but the house, the full house house. Um, and you know what? People live in those houses. God, what a horrible way to live. They all, except one house, had their blinds closed. A beautiful day and they had their blinds closed because hundreds of people are just having a picnic staring at their houses. People are taking pictures of their... I took pictures of their houses. You know what I mean? Like I had a fucking camera and I was taking pictures of their houses. But I did feel uncomfortable while doing it. It's also very overhyped. It's just six houses in a line that are the same and connected in different colors. <laughs> like, but I did get a beautiful photo of it. So hop to my hop onto my Instagram to go look. Um... But I will say that that specific excursion to go look at the houses is way overhyped, way overhyped. You like, honestly, five minutes of your time, way overhyped. Um, and then we hopped back on and then we went on the Golden Gate Bridge. And I really liked that. We, uh... We took the bus over the bridge, took lots of pictures then, and then we got off the bus on the other side. 
we walked to the first pier of the bridge. We would have honestly probably walked the whole way, but we only had a little bit of time before we had to go back to the bus because they close at like 530. And I think we were we got there at like 430 or something. So we could only walk a little bit. I took very beautiful photos. Again, go to my Instagram and check them out. Or to my Facebook. I posted more on Facebook. Um, And then we walked back to the bus, came back, went to the hotel, got ready for dinner, went to, where did we go? Was it Red Robin? Applebee's. We went to Applebee's. Delicious meal I had. Um, I'm, I'm underage in America. So I couldn't have any alcohol, but everybody else did. And damn, did they look delicious. But I also didn't want a sip or anything. Like I just had a virgin pina colada and that was beautiful. That was ugh, delicious. Um, and then we went back to the hotel. Oh, no, 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 we didn't. Um, I went back to the hotel after dinner because I was pooped from that. That was a long day, a long day, a lot of walking early morning It was a long day, but they wanted to go for a walk. So I was like, I'm going to go back to the hotel room. You guys go for your walk. Um, I could feel a migraine coming on, so I'm going to go sleep to take a nap. But I ended up just taking a shower instead, and I felt way better. So then I FaceTimed Kiwat. We talked. We gossiped. I gave her a haul of all the things that I bought. I showed her the pictures that I was taking. And then it was like an hour and a half, two hours, and they came back. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. I, I'm so glad I didn't go on that walk because I could not have gone on a two-hour walk after that whole day and eating. No, I'm lazy. Let's not forget that. And this trip was anything but lazy. Um, so then we... I bought family, I bought at Target a Family Feud game. So we played the Family Feud game. We put on face masks. We drank. We bought some alcohol and um, a cocktail mix. So we had some, we had some of that and it was disgusting. So we all chugged it. We were just like, this is vile. Let's chug it. Um, Cass decided not to chug it. So it was because she didn't like it. So she was like, I'm just going to sip it. So me, my mom, and Cass's mom were all just fucking chugging our glasses because uh, it was so disgusting. Because it was, was it tequila that we had? I think, yeah. Was it tequila? Yeah, yeah, it was tequila. Because Cassie's like, I know you don't like rum. No, because you don't like vodka. I was like, I don't really like any. I don't really like any. So it doesn't matter. We uh, it was so bad, but we did it. Um, Her mom got drunk. It was so fun. What a good night. We went to sleep the next day. It wasn't as structured and planned. So our moms, they did what they wanted to do. Oh, no, we all went for breakfast together. And then we separated after breakfast. So then the moms did their thing. Cass and I went mini golfing. That was so fun. I won. And then um, after that, we went back. To, we walked all the way back to the piers. And I buy a turtle 
everywhere I go. When I travel, I always buy a turtle. Not a real one, obviously. So we went to all the gift shops and all the the tourist spots and I finally found a really beautiful turtle. So we bought that. Um, we walked around, took a few more pictures, and then we were like, you know what? We want to have our palms read. So we Googled palm readings near us and we found a place. So we walked all the way to it. It was a 25-minute walk. We walked all the way there. Oh, sorry, no. We went for crepes first, and then we walked to the psychic. It was closed. So we had to walk all the way back to the hotel then. We were so disappointed, but you know what? We're like, you know what? That's fine. We'll go somewhere in Vancouver. Um, I should book that, actually. Uh so that was it was a good day and then we went for dinner at this Italian restaurant I didn't I didn't order anything it was all overpriced um and they didn't have anything on the menu that I liked so I didn't get anything at this restaurant um we were there for hours and hours and hours because we wanted to stall time and then we went it was the 4th of July so then we went to go watch the fireworks and it was like a 30-minute fireworks show. It was insanely long. Um, not anything special. They had some fireworks that were really big and cool, but mm, nothing special. I wouldn't say that it's more extravagant than Vancouver. It was longer, but mm, not more extravagant. And then we went back to the hotel room uh went to bed then the next morning we went to ihop my favorite place we ate breakfast uh we walked around a little bit then we went to the hotel room we packed our stuff and then we headed to the airport and then we came home um so that was the trip uh lots of walking lots of walking and lots of walking and they all I will say this, okay? When you wake me up early and then force me to be super physical, I'm not the happiest of people. However, in my defense, everyone else woke up at the same time they woke up at and went to bed at the same time they go to bed at. Nobody else's schedules were fucked with or changed. But mine was. And like every human being, when you're woken up early and your schedule is being changed, like it takes time to adjust to that. And so I didn't have that time to adjust to the new schedule. I just had to be up and be ready and stuff. So yeah, when you wake me up, I'm, I can be a bitch. And then when we walk all day and sometimes uselessly, um, I can be a grouch, but overall I stayed quiet. I had some music in to keep me in my good mood. Um, I mean, I enjoyed myself. I don't know if other people would say that I, I enjoyed myself, but I did, but I had to do it at a little bit of a distance because I'm, I thrive on my alone time and 
we shared a room with three other people. So it's, you know, I didn't really get that alone time. So it just, hey, if I'm going to have my whole life changed for five days, which is fine, I can do it. I just might have a little bit of a the sour attitude and that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Nobody else's schedules change, just mine. So, yeah, I was in a little bit of a bad mood. But overall, I had um, a good time. Loved the pictures that I got. Wish we tried a different restaurant the last night. Um, but oh well. Uh, they changed the menu because of the 4th of July. So they made everything more expensive. Then they took stuff off the menu. And of course, they took the only thing that I wanted to eat, which was a chicken burger, off the fucking menu. Um, so yeah, uh, that was San Francisco. Um, now to get into the strike. <sighs> so obviously it's been, um, I think four, three, four months now that the WGA, the writers have been on strike with AMPTP. Now, AMPTP is the company that negotiates on the behalf of all the streaming platforms. Netflix, Hulu, Crave, Disney, Prime, and so on and so forth. And the AMPTP is the one who negotiates to the WGA, to SAG-AFTRA, um, and to the, the unions in the industry. Um... The writers are on strike for more pay, rightfully so. They're also on strike because season-wise, episode for a season, you used to have like 22 to 25 episodes a season. Now you get 7 to 10. 7 to 10 episodes. And that means that they get less pay, less work, and... Um, are in or in dry spells more time of the year so they're on strike for those reasons and also for ai reasons actors are on strike and i want to be i want to say this before we even get into anything two percent of actors that make up sag aftra the union in america only two percent are a-list celebrities are the celebrities that are big and wealthy. 2%. 98% are working class actors. So just make sure that you are not out here being like, there's no way that these actors are wanting more money. They're rich. No. 98% of actors are not in the SAG after union. So um, they're on strike because... They deserve better pay. Background actors, day players, principal actors, co-stars, supporting leads, leads in TV shows now. I mean, someone as big as Mandy Moore and This Is Us for residuals gets 18 cents for residuals. Um, an actress who is in Orange is the New Black she was in 40 episodes of Orange is the New Black. For all 40 episodes, her residuals came up to $27. Now, a residual 
is every time it gets replayed after the original airing date. With streaming platforms now, like Netflix, like Prime, like Disney+, Plus, whatever, they are able to minimize how much residuals the actor gets. So they get all the money. We are talking about billionaires who, if, if we really think about it, the billionaires who the SAG-AFTRA and the WGA are asking for fair pay, if they gave up 2%, 2% of their own yearly income, 2%, then that would solve all the money issues that both the WGA and SAG-AFTRA are asking to be resolved. If each billionaire in charge gave 2%, what the fuck is 2% to them? Nothing. These are ignorant, selfish, disgusting human beings that are in charge. They are selfish and ignorant. Just, just I want to be so clear on that. And I'm okay with saying that. You know, I, you know, I, I, I want to be a lead on a Netflix show. Of course. But it's not the people who own Netflix and who are in charge of Netflix that deserve the money. It's all the people, the writers, the actors, the directors, the producers, the hair and makeup, the Jenny Ops, the riggers, the cameramen. It's these people who deserve the money because they're doing the hard labor work. And again, people see acting and the film industry as this, this beautiful kind of fairy tale land. And it's not. Um, it's not as glamorous, that's for sure. You know, it's just it, it, there's a misconception with it. And usually that misconception doesn't fucking matter. But it does when we're talking and looking at the strike because it's it's all these people who are outside of the industry who don't get it, which is okay. You don't have to understand it. That's fine. But I would like you to because I would I would understand. I would understand you wanting me to understand if your union goes on strike. You know what I mean? You might not because that sentence was all over the place. But... Actors and writers and all the crew, really, every single person that is involved in producing and creating a body of work works so hard and puts their all into it and just wants to make something for everyone to watch. If, if you think that this doesn't affect you, Maybe it doesn't, but maybe it does. Your favorite TV show, your favorite actors, or or not even your favorite actors, the ones who are in the background or the ones who are up and coming and the ones who are struggling. Every single fucking actor matters, even the 2%. They matter. They're humans. They're fine. They're well off. They're doing good. 
but I am tired of seeing people comment on all these posts with actors like Aubrey Plaza who are out picketing and being like, why is she there? She doesn't need to be there. Why is this strike happening for people like her? It's not for people like Aubrey Plaza. She's fine. The reason why she's picketing along with all these other A-list celebrities is because they understand that they are good and they are there in support of the working class actors, of the actors in poverty, of the actors who cannot pay their rent, who don't know where the next paycheck is going to come from, who knows they can't rely on those one one cent residuals. And on top of all the money stresses, now they have to worry about AI. Will I even get work anymore? Am I going to be replaced? They want to hire actors, background actors, for one day of work to scan their bodies and then be able to use all the information they got in that one day for the rest of their lives, for the, for the rest of the universe, for free, for that one day. It's just annoying and it breaks my heart truly to be so new in this industry and to be so afraid of AI. Like the pay aside, because that's different in Canada, AI is so fucking stupid. Okay, I understand it it might be useful for this and that and you want to use it for this and whatever. Use it for whatever you want, but let's not let it control the future of the film industry and the future of the music industry. Like, let's not be idiots here. Let's put money aside and stop thinking, oh, I can save millions of dollars. It's not about the money. It's not about the money, money, money. We don't need your money, money, money. We just want to make the world dance. Forget about the price tag, okay? It's about the human connection. It's about it's about what the actors are thinking. It's about forgetting that you're watching TV. It's about the escapism and I know AI is so smart and it it probably could really replica replicate the human connection and the feelings in in a way that we don't think it might be able to but why do we want to why do we want to do that it's just because these billionaires want to pocket more money that's literally what it comes down to this strike is only happening because those billionaires want to pocket the money I can't be more crystal clear. The AI stuff is because they want to pocket money. The fact that pay is not being, you know, given equally and deservingly is because the billionaires want to pocket money. Everything comes down to them wanting to pocket the money and are not willing to negotiate or compromise on anything. And someone as beautiful as Fran Dreschner, who I am so happy to say is in the VC Andrew series that I am in. That's just really amazing. She's so 
perfect right now. Like she's exactly what we need. We need someone who will stand up for actors and she's standing up for the writers too because nobody else is because the AMPTP are they're selfish. They just want more money coming in and they they're like, we don't need you guys to get this money. It's a it's it's so unbelievably unfortunate. And the WGA and SAG-AFTRA have not been in strike together since the 1960s. And um, I, I think that really the, the only way that they are going to have the change that is deserved and needed is by doing the double strike. Um, and is with Hollywood completely shutting down. Right now, we can expect a rise in reality TV shows because that's really the only thing that could get made. Reality TV shows, soap operas, and commercials. That's it. That's what can get made. Um, I heavily advise you guys to use this opportunity to watch more student films and indie films and stuff that's not associated to streaming. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't watch streaming stuff. You can. I still do. We do. Um, but it's also another good opportunity to branch off and expand what you watch and where you watch it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really sad and it's really unfortunate and it's a scary time for everyone. Um, and there's so many more reasons and points to be made that I haven't said. Uh, but it's just a lot. It's uh, information overload, even, f- even, f- especially for me. Um, and, uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy time right now. Um, let's talk about. Well, before I say anything, people who are not a part of SAG-AFTRA, if they do anything that is called struck work, which is work associated with the AMPTP, so work against the strike, then they are banned from ever joining the strike. And that also goes for Canadians. And as an actor who wants to do this seriously and forever, it's important to me that I am able to one day join SAG-AFTRA. I want to be a UBCP ACTRA and SAG-AFTRA member. I want to be a dual union member. I've already spoken to my agent just kind of saying like, hey, um, you know, in the future I do want to become a SAG-AFTRA member. Let's not do any struck work nothing associated to the AMPTP um which means that my auditions probably are going to be slim to none um because so much of our our work so much of the auditions I get are American productions that will film here so not only is Hollywood on strike and uh, having a blackout, 
But it's so sad because, you know, I'll drive past or I'll SkyTrain over um, Bridge Studios or Vancouver Film Studios when I'm going out to Vancouver. And it's just empty. But it's not empty because of COVID. And it's, it's empty because of the strike. And going over it and looking, looking at the emptiness just brought so much sadness to me. I was like, oh my God, like, you know, this is so much bigger than money, which is really, really important. I'm not saying that it's not about the money. It is about the money. But it's not because it's about the people and the people doing the work who deserve the money. It's not about money itself. It's about the people. It's about the actors. It's about the writers. There is no show without the writers. And then there is no show to be made without the actors. Do you understand? Yes, you can slap AI and have it make whatever the fuck you want. But, but, but then there goes billions of people's work billions of people because you say ah oh, we don't need writers and actors anymore there goes all the makeup artists all the hairdressers there goes all of the cameramen the lighting men the jenny ops there goes everyone all the directors all the producers every single person all the departments the stunt workers everyone is out of a job everyone is out of a job everyone why do we want to do that why do we want to take it's such a passion it's such a it's such a passion and if you take if you take this opportunity away from actors and writers and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna miss out on all the incredible talent that's not been discovered yet and that's such a loss It's so sad right now. Um, but what this means for Canada is we stand in solidarity. We are right there with them. We, uh, we don't want to ruffle any feathers. Obviously, um, UBCP Actra is going to do whatever is best for us and Canadian actors but we are in full support of the strike I mean individual actors can choose to go against it and audition for struck work but then they are at risk of being blacklisted and the last thing you want to be in this industry is blacklisted um I don't want to be blacklisted in America. What the fuck? Of course not. So I, I am very optimistic and hopeful, though, that this is going to be a great opportunity for Canadian productions. I am very hopeful that this is now going to give a chance for so many Canadian writers, producers, executives, everyone to 
be able to then make our own work. This is such a great opportunity. It's such a nice time to to approve Canadian TV shows and movies. I hope that this time is used wisely and and allows for Canadian opportunities to get made. All of us actors, we want to act. That's all we want to do. And um, it would be really nice to be able to create Canadian work. You know, there's it's so much American work that I love and I'm, I'm grateful for every audition that I have. And boy, do I want to be a part of that. But it would also be really nice to be a part of the Canadian stuff too. Um, so that's what I'm hopeful for. I... I'm not optimistic about when the strike is going to end. People are saying the end of the year. Honestly, I think it, it could be even longer. Um, just because, oops, the AMPTP, they're really ruthless. And, you know, to them, they have more to lose because they're so money driven. They don't have more to lose. They don't at all. Let me drink some water. My throat is feeling raw. I'll probably have to wrap up soon. But. Uh, I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense. It's really hard for me to talk logically about this. And um, to kind of organize all my feelings I feel like I'm saying everything at once because that's how I feel I feel like a clusterfuck of emotions and things to say and it's all just spewing out and um it's just this is my industry you know my fellow co-workers my fellow actors it's not I think so many people might think that it, it's a competition between actors it's not. And if it's a competition to you, then uh, ugh, then it's a competition to you. But for me, and, and I feel like every other actor, at least the actors who are truly passionate about their craft, just want to uplift and support one another. Just want to be there for each other. If you book something, but I didn't book it, that's okay. I can feel a little bit of jealousy, but I'm I'm going to back you up and I'm going to support you and I'm going to post about you and I'm going to be there for you in the thick and the thin. And that's what passionate actors are actually like. They're they're not jealous competitive people. We're all here fighting for storytelling. We're all here fighting for each other for ourselves yes but also for each other it's a competitive industry yeah but if you look at it as competition then your head's on a little backwards I think it's it's not about the competition it's about who's best for the role and when you put your ego aside and you realize that the people in charge of casting you are going to cast who's best for the role. Not who the best actor is, but who the best actor is for this particular role. And that's that. At the end of the day, 
storytellers just want to tell a fucking story. That's all we want to do through acting, through writing, through producing, through whatever form of it. That's what we want to do. And right now we can't because it's not fair, the pay, and it's not fair, the threats. So that's why Hollywood is on strike. It's not about the A-list celebrities. But I'm so fucking happy to see that they are supporting, that they are posting and that they are picketing. And I can't express how upset I am that I'm not in L.A. right now. Um, I want to go to L.A. so bad to picket and to support I just can't financially do that because it's expansive. But I am here posting about it, um, talking about it, and hopefully, you know, clearing up the misinformation and the misconceptions. And it's just not about the A-list celebrities. And it's not only about money. This is about equality. This is about the hard work that is not being treated fairly. And it's at a, th- we're, we're at a threat where we're, it's, it's a dangerous time to be an actor. And I know that sounds so stupid, but it is like the threat of AI taking over the whole industry should be scary to everyone. Yes, it should be. I don't let it, I don't want it to consume me and I don't want it to take over my mindset and to actually scare me, but we should be scared of it. Um, uh, I guess I'll end with uh, our union, our Canadian union has... Uh, decided through a vote that we are going to extend our contract with the AMPTP for another year. Um, I voted in favor of this uh, so we can um, hopefully work during this time. Again, we're hoping that Canadian work gets made and then we can wait out the strike and see what America gets, what SEG gets and hopefully be able to match that if not top it um and um yeah it's it's the the vote we got it it's a yes we are waiting until 2025 now um I just yeah I I guess I'll I'll kind of um it's so it's a scary time for all actors and all writers and, and really the whole industry again because it's a movie won't be made without every single department that is included and without all the people. I mean, you watch if you watch the credits at the end of the movie, all of those names, all of those names that you see are people who need the money to survive. You know, maybe the first 10 people are okay. 
But then you keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and it's like three minutes of credits. Those are all people who worked to make that production. And every single one is needed. Or else they wouldn't be hired. And those are people who aren't getting paid fairly. Those are people who are struggling to survive. Okay, I just, um, I hope that I've cleared some stuff and made it, you know, more understanding for everyone. Uh, I don't feel like I have anything else to say. I don't know if I made any sense. I hope I did. I don't know. My mind's all over the place. I just want to work. I just want to work. I just want to act. Um, that's all she wrote, I guess. Next week, we will do something else. Maybe we'll keep it lighthearted next week. Um, but it was really important for me to, first of all, talk about San Francisco because I just needed to say that before I forgot it. But then also to really talk about the strike and just share how it affects so much so many more people than you think and how it's not about the people that you might might think that it's about it's about the working class um I'll, I'll say this to put it into perspective a bit more you who works a nine-to-five job you work full-time you might not make a lot of money in a year. Let's just say you make 20 grand to $300,000, which is a fucking lot of money. But you have that job that you go to every day. Nine to five, you might hate it. You might be miserable. But you know that that paycheck is going to come in every month, every two weeks, every week, however you get paid. You know that paycheck is coming in. You are able to schedule when you pay your bills around when that paycheck comes in. You are stable. And yes, I know this is the reason why so many people tell actors not to become an actor is because you don't have stability. But I just am putting this in perspective. You have that stability. You know when the money is coming in. You know when you could pay the bills and you know that you'll be able to pay the bills. Unemployed people, people who work part-time, people in the film industry, people in the music industry do not have that type of stability, don't have that type of reassurance. So again, writers might get $40,000 for eight episodes, but then they might not be able to work for another year or two. You have to stretch whatever amount of money you get, whether it be small or large, for an unknown amount of time. You don't know when you're going to get your next job. And you don't know how much that next job is going to pay. As anyone. In the industry. So. That in itself is scary. And the fact that the money is dwindling. And the work is also dwindling. Am I saying that right? Dwindling? I think I am, but like, it actually is such a weird word. Dwindling. Dwindling. 
dwindling. <laughs> um, since everything is becoming lesser, it's more dangerous. And with that, please support the writers. Please post about the actors and the strike and everything. And that's that. I stand in solidarity with Hollywood. All right. Bye. Yeah.